You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Selecki. And I'm PJ Doran. And this week, we have the straw that stirs the drink over at the Yamaha Westby Racing Superbike Team, Chuck Chiacchetto. Pit Pass Moto is sponsored by Moto America, the official AMA road racing series uh, for the USA. Clearly, their top of the order bikes are the Superbikes, 190 plus miles an hour. Uh, at the facilities that allow such things and they've got 10 races hopefully that's what's going to happen this year we're all banking on it dave absolutely i'm looking forward to the super sports series that's uh you know that's the young up-and-comers that are eventually going to make it onto the big bikes and they're all on 600 cc usually 600 cc four cylinders but they allow some other bikes in the class a 670 up to 60 70, 675 cc three cylinders and 750cc two-cylinder. So you get a good, real mix of vehicles out on the track to uh, compare. And uh, just just really some exciting, very close racing in that class. That is an epic class to watch because it also shows you who's upcoming in the ranks. It's where the riders tend to be a little bit younger on average. And the, the other great thing I've found about uh, Moto America this year, of course, is We've got like five different ways that we can watch. You've got the Moto America Live Plus, all day live streaming during race weekends. They're also gonna have coverage on FS2. They're also on Mav TV, and then of course, NBCSN. Just, and then of course, MotoAmerica.com, the home, the mothership. Uh, you can go there at any time and get info as well as watch racing. Absolutely, no excuse to miss Moto America this year. There's all sorts of platforms and just tons of data and content if you go to their website lots of videos interviews and technical it's uh, it's really a great website it absolutely is and there you'll find information about the only upcoming news that we really have to uh, go on about and that is the presumed race upcoming at the end of may first weekend of june at road america facility in wisconsin we're all hopeful that that's actually going to happen this week's Pit Pass Moto Trivia Question of the Week is name the first motorcyclist to circumnavigate the globe in what year? And there's bonus points if you can name the motorcycle brand and the model. So we'll talk more about that later.
Well, this week on Pit Pass, we're happy to welcome team manager Chuck Giacchetto, principal manager for the Yamalube Westby Racing Superbike team. Chuck, welcome back to Pit Pass. How's it going? Man, not too bad. I just wanted to tell you straight away that uh, Yamalube hasn't been with us for a couple of years now. And that's My okay. apologies. That, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's the name that we're most synonymous with because that's how it all started back when Dane was with us. But uh, we're proudly sponsored by uh, Motor X right now. And we have been for uh, the past couple of years and we're moving forward them into uh, 2020. So there's a good plug for them and we got the record set straight. So I'm ready, man. Fire at will. Right on. Well, uh, let's begin, first of all, with my apologies to Motorex. They're a wonderful sponsor, and I will I will be happy to make it right with them anytime. They've been a big supporter of all forms of racing, including our American Road Racing Series. How's it looking for Road America? It seems like everyone in, uh, in the know is absolutely planning for this. It's going to happen. What's your level of confidence, Chuck? As far as Moto America goes, my level of confidence is very high, just as though it is with my team. In regard to my level of confidence to local government in that area, I would say I'm teetering back and forth. Uh, I was watching something the other day where the governor was going on about some shenanigans. And, you know, I'm all for opening things up within reason. I think Road America is a huge landmark for Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, there's much more that goes on there than, than just our series racing. There's, there's a lot of racing that goes on up there. Our office manager, uh, Terry, has got everything lined out for us to go. And, and I, I assume that we'll adjust as needed if we need adjust. So, you know, Moto America has not said that we're not going. So I would say that all, all roads lead, lead to that here at the end of the month. To that end, Chuck, have they given you a drop dead date, if you will? I, I spoke with two of the principals uh, from Moto America a couple weeks ago, and they said, you know, of course there needs to be a lead time if things are going to be canceled or, uh, you know, again, a, I would call it a drop-dead date. Either we move forward or, unfortunately, we have to pull the plug. Have they de- described when that might be, or is that kind of a play-it-by-ear situation? I think it's a play-it-by-ear situation. Again, I'm, you know, until you get some kind of a memo, not even until you see it on the internet or you hear about it, but until you get some kind of a memo in your inbox, we have to assume that this is this this is the schedule and this is the way it's staying. What I just want to make sure of is that you know there's we're going to be one of the very first motorsports events in the world to to light back off again. I think it's important to realize that we're probably going to have to bend and modify plans uh, as per what the state's uh, health department says, what the officials at Moto America want, and then the officials at, at, at the Speedway. So, you know, I think we're going to go and have some gloves and some hand sanitizer and some masks. And, uh, you know, in the past, Westby Racing has been very welcoming to all fans and just all people involved in motorsport and inviting them into our pit area and stuff. And I don't think we're quite ready to do that yet. We need to kind of keep things tight until more restrictions are lifted. So even if the event is a go and we're up there full power, I just we still need to uh, manage the social distancing and uh, make sure everybody stays healthy and, and safe. Because my fear is that we go there and halfway through the event we we mess it up somehow, any one of us, and another promoter gets word of it and they go, "Oh, those guys aren't for real. They only care about themselves." Or the event comes to a grinding halt for some reason through the health department. I don't know. You know, I'm 
I'm only spitballing here. I've not heard any of this, but these are things that I myself worry about because no one really knows what's going on with any of this. As far as I'm concerned, some say it's better to hunker down. Some say it's better to wander out. I don't know. So I think if we prepare ourselves for any type of situation, we'll be okay. And that's the way we do it at Westby Racing. We usually have all of our bases covered and all of our team members and, and our riders know that. So I think we're going to be good either way. I wish there was something that I could share with you guys and kind of be the hero, but I can't do it at this time. I just, because I don't know myself. And that's reasonable, Chuck. Uh, certainly we're not looking, you've got no crystal ball any more than anyone else does. Again, I've received, as it relates to the facility Road America, I received emails because I'm a frequent attendee at that facility. I received an email last week about camping that they had opened up at the facility this past weekend. Uh, That's awesome. I've not gotten confirmation that that happened, but they sent out an email actively advertising, hey, come out and camp. Our facilities are open in limited capacity in some ways, encouraging uh, local people to use their campground facilities because the place is huge, as we know, and talking about it with other fans including our own tommy boy halverson we all tend to agree if if we have to go one place and and social distancing remains a priority that's the spot you've got more room than you could possibly need there and hopefully it does get to happen because again the moto america principles absolutely believe there's going to be a turnout of people too i mean we're all itching to see some racing that's a really good sign now that you mentioned that that's a very good sign actually and you know even though the fanfare and the turnout in the paddock area is absolutely massive at Road America, and we love it. I mean, I got to say, I love going to all racetracks, but that racetrack is very special because the people in that part of the region seem to be people who keep coming back year after year after year. So you build up a relationship with a lot of these people. And even though you might not know their name, you know them by a handshake, which you know effectively is not going to go go on too soon. Sadly. shaking hands. Exactly. Sadly, but they'll all come up and they'll have their previous Westby racing shirts from the year before or something from an IndyCar race, some kind of memorabilia. And I say that because even though the pits really aren't the place to be, they still, a lot of people still congregate there, but the facility itself is absolutely amazing. And I mean, for viewership, you're almost kind of foolish if you're not away from pit road in the paddock because there's so much to see the people up there are very very fortunate to be able to get that close to the action there's a lot of places that are wonderful racetracks where people can't get that close and see as as many corners as they do so i love going there you know i've been there when it's been 100 degrees i've been there when it's 30 degrees and snowing raining doing one on each day and i i cannot wait to get back up there i'm, I'm really forward to looking forward to it and uh st john's the baptist and some brats and oh man the whole nine yards oh yeah the kiwanis club the pancakes That's everything right. everything about that place is amazing and last year i mean every year they seem to make a meaningful improvement last year what stuck in my memory was the the, the restroom facilities were all just throughout the facility they they were newish uh, which was incredible and then the jumbotrons that they've added around the track for fans so that you can follow the four point you know seven miles of action from any one spot if you set up right when you see those types of things as a person who goes there annually you know and again we we have this traveling circus but when you see those things and that's a big deal because none of those things are very cheap in cost. 
And that means the people must be doing good. The facilities must be doing good because they keep on reinvesting in their property. And that is a very, very good sign to see fresh pavement, fresh concrete, fresh paint, shingles, shutters, what have you. The new buildings they put out front, that's a really big deal. That means they're planning on being successful. It's a good vibe to put out there. I think when racers, for sure, when racers show up in teams, they see that kind of thing and they go, man, these guys are alive and well. There's other places in the country and facilities that we go to that aren't that way. They're still wonderful, but they're struggling a bit more. So I think if there was a track that you wouldn't mind going back to and doing it two times a year, it would be Road America. You know, I again, I think the fanfare there is great. And uh, it's really going to bum me out if we have to postpone. But um, I don't know, man. You know, in the rule book, it says 30 days. And, and of course, obviously, we're over that 30 days now. But we have also never been in the middle of a health crisis like we have. So if Moto America has to do something negative or positive in the last moment, I won't love it, but I'll understand. I mean, they want the show to go on more than anyone. So we'll just have to wait and see impatiently. Leading up to this, there were a lot of announcements about really meaningful uh developments and improvements to the Moto America run series, uh, TV deals. And I just, the, the idea that keeps kicking around between my motorcyclist friends and coworkers and I is, gosh, if we're the first type of racing that comes back, how, do the, how does M- NBC or any of the currently, uh, you know, contracted TV networks how don't they push this forward and move it to a better slot, a better, a more premier posting because it's the only available option and get it in front of more people. I mean, that would be the silver lining and the wish wish come true if that were to happen. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Chuck? It's funny you should mention that because I, I've been kind of preaching that to the people on our team, not that they need preaching to because they don't. But if you look at it, you know, this country has been hit really hard by this. Fortunately for us, our country is full of wide open spaces, except really on each coast. And we have the opportunity, well, we are going to be the first. We have an opportunity to really shine and show people how it's done. And I know that we have a relationship, a very good relationship with Dorna. So I'm sure they're going to at least, at least be looking on very closely to see how we do things and see what measures are taken. And maybe they can apply some of that to their show. Now, supposedly that thing is going to get lit like the last, uh, maybe the mid, mid July to the end of July over there with world Superbike and MotoGP. So I'm hoping that all of those eyes will come back to Moto America. And I think they will because the Moto America live package, the streaming package that's being offered is very affordable and it's nonstop action. There's very few breaks in the action. I know in speaking with people in Austria and Germany and Italy and, and uh, in the UK, they're very, very keen to see some kind of racing. And I think it'll give them some kind of inspiration. I would be more upset if we weren't the first ones, to be honest with you. And I just think we need to dress our best and, and, and do the right thing. And we should also know that the world's going to be watching. I mean, this is our chance to really, really put our best foot forward and, and, and solidify Moto America once and for all. We have good class participation this year. The numbers are all up. I totally trust the powers that be. I think the announcers, the producers, the film guys, I think everybody's going to be on top of their game. It should be a, just a wonderful production. I, I, 
I can't see that it, it wouldn't be. You know, the coronavirus doesn't affect electricity or bandwidth, as far as I can tell. So I'm hoping that, that the thing's just out of control. You know, I hate to say it, but wouldn't it be something if we broke the Internet, you know? <laughs> I'm very excited about it, and, and I'm very proud to be part of the organization and obviously extremely proud to be part of Trig Westby's team, Team Westby. So we're raring and ready to go. I mean, a few of the things will be last minute, just like they are with every team. The more time we have, the more challenges we accepted and making the bike and the program better. So uh, I think it's going to be good. I think Matt's going to do good this year in the big bike class. I think Cody Wyman will do good in the in the junior cup class. And, and, and those guys, you know, Matthew's been on the world stage before, and I think this is a good chance for him to be noticed again by his peers in Europe and throughout the world to go, Hey, there's Matt Skultz again. And then Cody, obviously some, some people will, will learn about him and uh, you never know, maybe some great opportunities will be, uh, will, will be spawned off of this fantastic event we hope to go to. So Chuck, I'm kind of curious with this downtime that we've uh, had to endure with the race team, are you guys able to continue to test and develop? over the last several weeks or months? It's been difficult because there have not been facilities open that you can go to and, and, and test at. And that's mostly because of local government. And I understand that. You know, it's kind of like the helmet law. You know, let those who ride decide. If, if they want us there, they'll invite us. If they don't, I understand. Nobody's doing this to be... Nobody's clamping down on us to be fresh or spiteful. So... We have not been able to go to the track and test, although we've been to the, been on the dyno quite a bit and uh, with some different engine configurations and things of that nature. Our electronics guy, uh, Herschel, has been real busy um, with our crew chief and technical director, Ed, figuring out all kinds of strategies for all kinds of different situations with the electronics on the big bike. We have really been focusing on the fit and finish of our machines this year. You know, every year when you come and do this, you go, man, I wish we had the time for this. And I wish we had the time for that. And it would be great if we had the extra hour for this. So we've done that. We've done a lot of polishing and added some new things to the motorcycle to make it easier for the techs to work on. And we've done a lot of work on the trailer and transporter situation to, to make it easier on everybody because it, you know, I'm not sure, but when you go on a trip, even if it's just like a three day or something with your gal at the last minute, you go, man, did I pack enough of that? And you'll, unzip the suitcase and toss a couple extra pair of drawers in there or something, you know, or an extra <laughs> thing of toothpaste. Yep. And that, unfortunately, is the way it goes. Like, when we leave, we'll be like, oh, all right, we're leaving at 7 in the morning. And then you're like, oh, man, did we pack enough contact cleaner? And did we throw an extra hub in there? So it always seems as though there's an extra little care package floating around the trailer and dancing around. Well, this year it's a lot more organized, and, and we've taken toll for a lot of this stuff and, and have made some new carriers. So the beat still goes on. And there's been a lot of improvements. I don't know that people will notice the improvements, but I know that the team as a whole will notice the improvements once we're all working together because things will come out of the trailer easier, go back into the trailer easier. The motorcycle will be easier for the techs to work on. And honestly, the techs have have enjoyed doing some things to the motorcycle and modifying the motorcycle so it's easier for them to work on. Just because I think it's better this way or somebody else thinks it's better this way, it, it, it might look that way on paper or from behind a computer screen, but not when you're spinning a spanner. So I just think everything should be just a bit easier this year. You know, going around full circle, we obviously were very disappointed when Matthew fell off and busted his collarbone right before Barber. But we learned a lot with Hayes riding the bike, and it also gave Matthew some time to get really healthy, 
calm down, relax, reflect on what was going on, understand that even though what's happening in the world right now is a tragedy, it was almost a little bit of a blessing because we lost a lot of the sting from that injury. And I think people are doing things a little bit differently. And I know I'm thinking about the situation differently and trying to take a different avenue. It's been, I'll tell you, it's been one hell of a, of a learning process for me, especially this year. Um, we've got some really great new relationships that we forged. Even in my 50s now, it just seems as though every day we're learning so much more and more. And people question all the time, like, why, why aren't you done with, with the bike? Why aren't you done with this? When you're racing or in any kind of a sport, you know, if you can sprint in the 40-yard dash at whatever, you always want to get that extra thousandth or hundredth or tenth. And it's the same way with us. I mean, we're just, you're never done rubbing on it. You know, when a stake is done, it's done. A motorcycle is never done. A race car is never done. A runner is never done. A weightlifter is never done. Figure skater, what have you. It's never done. It's never a book that just closes. You know, in a way, we've we've helped ourselves. And then naturally, in a way, in a little bit, you know, we've got ourselves in some, into some extended projects. So <laughs> we're, we'll be down right to the wire. And I know everybody else will be, too. How have your sponsors been? Um, you've got some fabulous ones. Obviously, MotorX, as we previously mentioned. How are they taking, uh, you know, the change in what clearly, you know, is the, is the agreement they signed on for, too? Clearly, they, I assume, want... Uh, what they originally wanted, that being exposure through your wonderful racing team. And as that changes, has that presented any unique problems uh, from your perspective? You know, it has been a bit challenging, but the real challenge comes when you go, you know, holy cow, we have all these wonderful sponsors who have really all been pretty fantastic through this whole thing. You know, when it comes to something like this, I, I know you guys know this, you know, it's just like an insurance policy, you know, acts of God are not covered. Well, until you can prove some, but prove that somebody set this thing off on purpose, you know, nothing's covered, right? I mean, who do you blame for what? Who do you, who, who does this? Who does that? And um, I've got some fine ladies in the office who keep telling me, well, this is the new world. This is, it was different. This is, and I don't want to listen to it, but by God, they're right. And it's true because even though I don't want things to change and I want them to be the same way they were six months ago, they have changed. Now, I have to say that all of our sponsors has been very good about getting us our parts and pieces. I will admit they weren't too happy with me in the beginning because we had the mindset of it doesn't matter what is going on with this virus. Right now, we're supposed to be at Circuit of the Americas. So how come we're not ready with this part? Or, hey, Chuck, how come the trailer's not ready for this or whatever? So things, you know, everybody got back up on their heels. But everything has been delivered in a timely fashion, and we will have it all for the opener. A lot of our sponsors, you know, they sell parts retail, too. Now, I know for a fact that our best sponsors, uh, Superbike Unlimited up there in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Actually, it's Arden, but I call it Asheville. Those guys have been exceptionally busy selling parts, and it seems to be because there's a bunch of people who are home. They got their stimulus check. They have some extra time. You know, I think they'd rather be working on their motorcycle than slinging a hammer for their wife. So I, I truly believe everybody's intentions are are in the right place. And, and unfortunately, motorsports are an elective. 
For me, they're not an elective, but for everybody else, they're an elective. So the pandemic and families and stuff like that come first. But our sponsors have taken good care of us. I mean, there's a there are some sponsors, and I'm not going to go into names because it, it wouldn't be fair to the rest of them. There are some sponsors who have actually, on their own time, come here to this facility to help us develop product so that they can later sell it later on and have us activate it for them. I mean, it's been some of our sponsors have really stepped up big this year, and it, and it's stuff like that that makes a big difference. They've 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 brought their their components to us. They've brought printers and machines and computers and and what have you and worked here in the shop when there there is public dist- uh, uh, you know social distancing and and things of that nature. Now, when you get back to giving back to the sponsor, we've had you know we're going to have nine or ten weeks of void, maybe eleven where there's no racing action or anything to report. So what happened was the office back in Tulsa organized and, uh, and, and rallied the activation team and they do the PR. Sean Weiss does our PR for us. And then the uh, the rest of the wonderful people with our activation team. And now we have weekly segments. I believe we do Tuesdays and Thursdays where we do Facebook and uh, 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 Instagram stories. And we're doing a lot more with fan interaction. So even though we don't have a race result to share with them, we do have product information to share with them and uh, some neat things that are going on here at the shop and, and and some other surprises along the way. So the content still has been very good and very valuable for our, our sponsors. So to say the least, all the relationships are working pretty darn well. And I would say a lot of the sponsors are working overtime just like everybody else on the team. Well, that's good news, Chuck. And then what we wanted to hear, we mentioned your sponsor, MotorX. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. Is there anyone you want to mention on your way out? And we really appreciate having you on and getting your thoughts on what's hopefully going to be a great season for all of us. Well, you know, I think it would be a shame to mention one and not all of them. Go right ahead. I'm going to do my very best. This is not in the list of importance. They're all equally as important. So naturally, first and foremost, I got to thank uh, Westby Racing, all the guys and gals, and of course, the owner, Trig, just a wonderful man. And then Yamaha Motor Corporation stepped up absolutely huge for 2020. Those guys know who they are. Another biggie for us this year was Attack Performance in Richard Stamboli. God bless that guy. He is a, a warrior and He's taking care of us like he does his own team. Carbon Smith 3D carbon printing has been absolutely amazing building products for us and helping us push products out the door. Superbike Unlimited, those guys have supplied us anything and everything we need for this motorcycle. Anything and everything on our motorcycle, you can buy directly through them right on their website. Yoshimura, Dunlop, Suter, Fast Frank. Shark skins, Alliant batteries, NGK spark plugs, Miami threads, Motorex, Zero Gravity, SBS. The list goes on and on. Renthal, RK, GB racing covers. Uh, I'm sorry if I missed anybody. SE Composites, Olin Suspension. I don't know. I could go on forever. We are a very fortunate team. You did a great job, Chuck, and I'm sure they've all appreciated it. Thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate you guys having me on.
Okay, the answer to our Pit Pass trivia question of the week. Well, let me read the question first. Name the first motorcyclist to circumnavigate the globe in what year? And bonus points for the motorcycle brand and the model. Well, the answer is a man named Carl Stearns Clancy. And he did this back in October of 1912 and actually took him into 1913, August of 1913, to complete the circumnavigation of the globe. And the motorcycle he rode was a 1912 Henderson four-cylinder. Now that's a that's a throwback, PJ, when motorcycles were basically bicycles with engines on them. And that's a big motor. I mean, a, a 934 cc big bike. Yeah, it's 47 cubic inches and a whopping. I hope you're sitting down. Seven horsepower, which is about what a moped makes, right? I was, or or a, a half of a good riding lawnmower. <laughs> half of a good, yeah, there you go. Actual miles on the road, he did about 18,000 miles on the road. The rest of the circumnavigation was on the ocean, obviously, but quite a feat. I mean, back in 1912, 1913, there were no roads. Crossing there North America. There were only America, a couple motorcycles. They, exactly, most people crossed the country on horses, right? And, uh, with no developed roads in most of the countries, he had to basically push, pull, and drag that motorcycle most of the way, but still managed to do it. I'm sure it had a leather drive belt and really <laughs> bad tires that failed often. Honestly, it's just such an amazing feat that uh, he actually wrote a manuscript that got found many, many years later and they turned into a book. And the book was called Gasoline Tramp. And it's basically a chronological telling of the story of him going across, you know, world that uh, that were so undeveloped at the time and turning it into such a great adventure story that uh, it's, it's something that you couldn't do today. The challenges this guy faced to, uh, to do what he did was just simply amazing and absolutely great time. We want to thank our guests again for joining us today, and we want to thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, where you'll get alerts when the new episodes are uploaded, of course. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and pitpassmoto.com. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Colt. Now I'm PJ. And I'm Dave. We'll see you next week on Pit Pass. Keep the rubber side down. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.